Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's me. You kick it. I kick it. It's been kicked. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Eliza Anything. We're going to get right to it because you guys, we we get a lot of questions that come in and we can't get to every one in every episode. So we log them. We backlog. And now we're digging into the archives to answer some of your queries because you deserve answers. Because you were kind enough to write in and listen and be fans. And we're here for you. I'm here with my trusted baby arm. Scott is on sabbatical. No, he's not. He's, not he's working hard. We just aren't with him. Uh, we have 21 pages of questions. We're obviously not going to get to all of them. Christ. Right. But you guys, we keep an eye out for you. And if you don't hear it answered, it might be answered later. If it isn't answered later, you can ask again. Yeah, we'll always feel free happens. to rephrase it yeah. and ask again. <laughs> and we might answer both versions. Who knows? No one knows. No one knows. Sickanista. Hey, Eliza. Now that you've been married for a while, as a busy person, what things do you do every day to tell your husband you love him? And conversely, what things does he do for you? Oh, I just say, I love you. And he's like, oh my God, really? I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I let him put his penis right inside me. I don't like what? Even though I know that happens, I don't like that you Very sensual. <laughs> um, it's tough when you have like a really low maintenance partner. Yeah. Because, but they really do like things. They just don't ask for them. So... You know, sometimes I'll buy him a little gift or even just like a little, little quick little touch, little shoulder rub. Be like, I love you. That goes a long way. Tiny little moments or like just eating dinner together or just a little text to say I love you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're just your time. You have yeah. so little time that it's nice when you guys are together. We what just it, like to hang out with each other. He just wants to be with me. What does he do for you? I know he he cooks everything he cooks, that I eat. And he knows, he's like, are you sure you don't want food? I'll get you food. Yeah, we he's just- keeping an eye out. It's an agreement. It's like, it's just the way that we provide for each other. And I listen, we listen to each other. Mm-hmm. I think it means a lot that he can, that, that we give each other our time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if I, if he came home and like I had made dinner, he'd be like, great. But I think I would rob him of the joy of cooking rob. it. <laughs> I would rob him. I can't rob him. I watched Lethal Weapon recently. Very boring, but- all they did was make fun of Danny Glover's wife's cooking. Like, it was so rude. And then later, Danny Glover's like, did you really like my wife's cooking? And Mel Gibson's like, no. Oy. Why is this the joke? Also, like, just like you know, it takes so much effort to cook for someone. Yes. 
Like, it's just, just shit on it. Like, it's so bad. It's like, then go cook your own food. Right. God damn it. You're Try like, not to get shot. You're sitting here like, well, I'll let my wife make this meal and I'll have my daughter eat it, even though I think it tastes like burnt. That being said, he and I have had to have talks about like, if I don't like something, like I'm like, there's gotta be a way I can convey that and you don't have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, that's tough because it's like his. It's not just like, I gotta get fed. It's like his passion. Oh my God, one time he made some chickens and for some reason the thermometer said they were ready and they weren't. And like, I thought, I thought he was going to just become a puddle. Oh. You just put so he must put most pressure on himself. Yeah. Sometimes I have to get in there and say, it's okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. We'll go out. You'd be fine to eat like a handful of crackers. Yeah. <laughs> I love handfuls of crackers. Over the sink, no shirt on. <laughs> Kick it. Hot dog in my bag swag. Okay. Excuse oh, me. I got hot dog in my bag swag. Hot dogs in my bag swag. Hot Excuse dogs me. In Multiple. My bag. But that's hot sauce in the song. I know. That's why it's funny. Right. Okay. Okay. Now that you've cleared up comedy. (laughs) I'm ready. Happy hello to Eliza, Emily, and Blanche's immortal spirit, long live the queen, lamb. The best. Years ago, I had to cut ties with one of my best friends for personal reasons, and I've always felt bad about the way I handled it. That's fine. I just kind of ghosted out of the relationship and never explained why. We were very close, and even after all these years, I still miss her and think about her all the time. She'll even pop up in my dreams from time to time. I'm about to leave California, and I want to reach out to see if she'll meet with me so we can talk, and I can finally explain to her why I walked out on our friendship. I really don't want to move away with this guilt hanging over my head. Always okay. wonder if we could have salvaged what was once a wonderful friendship. If you think I should try to do this or just cut my losses and move on. She didn't do anything terrible to me. It was circumstances with other people in our friend group that I just couldn't be around it anymore and had to walk away. You know what? I think the important thing here is, I, well, and I'm not getting this from what you're saying, did she ever reach out to you after? It doesn't sound like she well, did. So um, this person ghosted. Yeah, but- just because you ghost doesn't mean that person isn't trying to like Ouija board you back. So if you ghosted and they never reached out, I would feel a little less weird because then it was, it sounds like it was like a little mutual. Um, But I don't think there's anything wrong. Time heals all wounds. And like, I definitely have like a friend or two where I was like, yeah, that was a little brutal. And I definitely think about, you know, yeah, especially if you're leaving and you want that closure this is for you, not for them. But they also right. might be feeling the same way. And I, I bet you, you call and you say that. And she's like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Oh, I would like that. I totally get it. Yeah. You know? But because you're the one that ghosted out, it's like if if she doesn't want that, that's her choice. Yeah. I think it's actually better that you're the one that ghosted because you can own it. Be like, look, I'm yeah. sorry for the way I left. This is how I handled it. This was a while ago. I just want you to know that you mean something to me and I, I'm sorry for that. And I, there's no way she won't hear that. You yeah. should do it for your own closure. You just should. Um, yeah. Try. Ask. Yeah. See if she will. And if she's like, no, I'm good, then, then fuck it. You were right. It's a bunch of burnt. Don't look at the candle. It's not hair. It's the wick was like hairy. <laughs> so she's like mocking. She's judging my candle. Raja, you just pulled it out and you opened it and there was a, a Nobody s- cares. I smell it. So I wanted to look well, at it. Well, it smells great. Okay. And that's the answer. Do it for yourself. Closure is always good. And most people, you know, barring you you being like, I slept with your husband. I felt really bad. Yeah. There's nothing egregious here that can't be unforgiven or at least have a conversation about it. So I think it's very spiritually healthy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy. Kick it. Jeremy. Hi, Eliza. Greetings from Malaysia. Whoa. What are your thoughts on the durian? Looking forward to the new <gasps> special. The durian. You well, love 
to make people eat a durian. So on my trip to Malaysia, I was introduced firsthand to durian. Now I've traveled through Southeast Asia. I knew of this fruit, but I only knew about it because I'd see pictures of it with a giant red slash through it. Like no durian, do not bring it on the plane. Don't bring it in here. Don't even come near me. And I never knew what it smelled like. I never knew why people had this issue with this fruit. But in Malaysia, I ate it in an open parking lot, which is the only place you could eat it because it smells. And I enjoyed it. It is weird, but I enjoyed it. I'm all for, you know, indulging in another culture's weird thing. Uh, and I and I brought home some durian chocolate and some durian, freeze-dried durian. It smells terrible still. It smells like so it won't bad. die. Um, so my thoughts are it's, and people there love it. Uh, it's It's weird. So that's the answer. Most people don't like it. I enjoy giving it to people just to see how uncomfortable they are with it. But it's your, it's a fruit you guys like. It's like a dare. It's a fruit that, you know what, it grew there. So you're like, this is our thing. But like, you're not pumped about it. Like we're like that with apples. Like we have them. I but love we make a lot of things out of them. But nobody from another culture is like, oh, apples. Like the way the Japanese are with peaches. Like they fucking go nuts for peaches. Like fresh produce. Anyway, <laughs> it's one of those cases of like it grows. So we have it. So we do a thing with it. Yeah. We, we're like that with corn. Yeah. Corn's anyway. very useful, but not fun. Yeah. During stinky, stinky times, but they they love it over there. I got no problem. I'll eat another fresh durian. The durian products are gross, but fresh durian, I'll do it. My uh, almost sister-in-law, my brother's girlfriend, I brought some durian chocolates. She housed it. The whole box was gone. She loved it. I think she was just stoned and she was like, I fucking do it. I love it. She loved it. There was a girl at your house the other day that liked them too. Yeah, some people. And Mimi likes them. I think it. the whiter you are, the more predisposed you are to not liking it. Mm. Because Mimi... Mm-hmm. is Mexican. She liked it. My brother's girlfriend is not white. She fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. The girl that was here the other day with the camera crew wasn't white and she loved it. So maybe white people are just a little white stuck up. White people are very sensitive. Very sensitive to tropical things. They are, they're sensitive to, to flavor. That's I've, the whole even thing. Even though I am, don't like flavor. I'm fully white. I'm saying they as if I'm not the whitest you're just, person in this house You're right talking now. about Northern Europeans and the British. That's what you're talking about. Well, there's also just like, you know, there's a lot, always Twitter memes about like white people don't season their food and like salsa's too spicy. Ginger ale is a spicy beverage. Oh God, that is hilarious. There are some spicy ginger ales. <laughs> Culturally, we don't have the predisposition to, because it's not a, we're not mayo, spicy. Which is like the blandest That's a Christian thing. things. I know. You're, Christ- I'm not a mayo fan, but. But you are made of mayo. I, I mean. That being said, I don't feel, I feel in my, even though I am fully white, like fully Jewish and white, I. There's something in there. saying Jewish isn't white. It's not. I mean, whatever. I'm white. But I like being barefoot. I like spicy things. I love, you know, I like, there's something in there. No one's telling me. Yeah, it was the there's barefoot something ethnic in there. white trash. But there are people, there are cultures that are barefoot. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's like, yo, you're half Hawaiian. Did you do DNA tests? Yeah, fully Jewish. Okay. Like, fully Jewish. They're so boring. Okay. But I still think it's wrong. All right. I would not be surprised if it turned out my parents were fully El Salvadorian. If you did a second one and it was different. We did that with Blanche. Yeah. So maybe it'll turn out I'm a quarter Belgian Malinois. (laughs) And that's why. (laughs) That would be so Still very white though. The most white. It's a Belgian. But uh, she was part Chihuahua. So here's hoping. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
it happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. All right. Rachel underscore Rue, I bought concert tickets for my boyfriend and I in a couple weeks. This is going to be so old, but we can address yeah, for Don't anyone. say that. No one wants to listen to a podcast. Uh, it's but people, these are questions that All help right, other people. The question people. remains. But this week he asked for space. He says he still wants to go, but it'll be really awkward since we aren't currently talking. Should I just take a friend instead of him or take him? Hopefully you took a friend. Yeah. Yeah. But let's say for anyone else that is in a situation where you've bought, like that's tough when you buy something for a ways out and then you and the person like split the tickets. I, yeah. Sit by each other. Don't talk. Uh, I would bring a friend. Have the other person buy it out or just take the L. And uh, yeah. the, and bring a friend. I kind of worry about that. Like, I won't buy tickets too far out because I'm like, what if I don't want to go with that person at that point? 
Well, a friend thing is different than like a lover. <laughs> yeah. Especially a comedy show. Like you're going to want to talk about it after. Not like, oh, I still need my space. Thanks for the ride. This is a concert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't, if somebody's like, we aren't talking, they don't get to go on your gift. I mean, you Although, don't really need to talk point, at a concert. At what point have you like given someone a gift? Is it theirs? Like I've, I bought concert tickets for my boyfriend and I isn't to me like I gifted my boyfriend tickets for the both of us. Whoever's holding the tickets is who is makes the charge. rules. Yeah. If I gave you the two tickets, then they're yours. Yeah. If I have them, fuck you. Mm-hmm. We're breaking up. It's my gift now. Okay. Who cares? Who cares? P. Frunderstruck. You can invite any five animals to a dinner party. There's no limitations. What animals do you invite and what's the theme? Five quokas. The theme is letting me touch your body. You go. (laughs) What's a quoka? Go look it up. They live on an island off of Australia. They have no predators. They smile. They're They're like chipmunks, but bigger and cuter. I mean, a chipmunk is really cute. No. Quoka. Okay. Uh, an octopus. I'd invite five different octopi and I'd be like, tell me your secrets. Why can't you have an octopi and a quokka? Okay. Okay, there what you go. What do I do with the other three? Three blanches. Next question. Uh, you like little little things. Uh, maybe an elephant. Do, are they talking? Or am I feeding them? Let's say that they're talking. Octopi. Five octopi. What's the theme? The theme is underwater uh, underwater magic and it's for them. a prom. Dreams under the... Under the under ocean the realness. Yeah, under the sea realness. It's not fun for them. They don't they don't strike me as a species that has fun. They're like making their alien plans. Do you watch the videos of them just like going through the teeniest of holes? Yeah. Every part of their body is not bone except for their beak. Yeah. Octopi don't fuck around. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really smart. They get out of jars. Mm-hmm. They have alien DNA. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Ask Joe Rogan. Five octopi. Five octopi, four common quokas, three elephant bodies, two tiny dogs, one firm cat. Now it's dinner. And you have some animals with you. Everyone poops. I've never seen an octopus poop. Okay. You've probably never seen an octopus like Not in, in real life, life. But I've watched a right. lot of videos of them. Yeah. Who would be like, this is just footage of octopus of an octopus taking a dump? <laughs> All right. I'm surprised at all that squeezing they do through holes. Nothing happens. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Scott. I don't the octopi's name, Scott. Sorry. Okay. Next question. Little bit morgues. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Found your podcast and have been binging episodes every day. Binge it. My question is, how do you stay truly motivated? Who do you listen to or watch when you feel like hitting the snooze? Also, hey, Scott. How do you stay motivated? I mean, I feel like you just, that's just your state of being. It's just my stasis. I'm just motivated. Um... There's, you know, the fear of being, of not putting stuff out, of not creating, but I am a creative person. I stay motivated. I'm just, I'm just like that. Mm-hmm. I love challenges. I love getting things done. Uh, I just remember like playing sports in high school, just like get it done. No complaining, just get it done. I'm motivated by the idea of looking lazy, of missing out on something because I was lazy. Uh, motivated by the fact that I'm self-employed and... When you see results from a hustle, you're like, oh, wow, I could probably go do that again. And motivated by my fans. You know, on the nights where I'm tired, I don't feel well, you know, remembering it's very humbling that people, I say this all the time, have spent their money to come and watch me be funny. Yeah. And there are so many comics who don't get a chance to do that because they just don't have the careers that they want. And, you know, it's like, don't be a brat. Like, you've got to go entertain these people who are trusting you to, like, give them, this might be their only night off. This might be the only money they had. Um, so not wanting to let my fans down. Yeah. That's a very important thing. People get famous or they get successful and they forget that 
if you're an entertainer, like your fans are the reason you're there. And they might right. not be the reason you're there. It could be a movie that made you famous or a studio or a, a TV show, but they will keep you there. Anybody can right. become famous. It's maintaining that. And I don't take that lightly. So no, I it. mean, you definitely, you're wouldn't just always any, going. Wouldn't have anything without them. Somebody who was at your um, your movie shoot the other day was was DMing with me and, and I posted like a photo later in the day and they were like, you guys are still there. I thought you left when we left. And I was like, no, no. I left five hours after that and Eliza left 10 hours after that. Champions do more. And I always say that to myself when I'm in the gym and like I'm supposed to do a 10 count and I stop at eight. But then I'm like, whatever. But yeah, like you don't get what you want in life by just like chilling out. I had a friend recently ask me for advice for stand-up and they were like, I'm getting up on a semi-regular basis, getting laughs. I'm a semi-regular. And I was like, the key is semi-regular. There is, it is, it has to be regular. Mm-hmm. It has to be more than regular. Mm-hmm. You, you can't write jokes in a vacuum and you, even the people, you know, YouTube stars, people hate, like they're still creating that content, editing Every it, week. consistently putting it up. Mm-hmm. Like there is a consistency there and I never want to be inconsistent. Yeah. Those so. people got really big back like the, when YouTube was first producing massive stars. We're yeah. doing like three videos a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. And you can tell the stuff that's like well done. It might not be funny, but it's still edited. It's still mm-hmm. done. And, you know, I always like to put out quality content. So I may not be the most famous person in the world, but I like to think that I'm standing behind the majority of what I put out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just picking up my phone and being like, what up, you guys? So bored. Like, I really try not to inundate my feed with anything that isn't funny or cute or salient or poignant. So yeah, that's, uh, it's about, you know, that's it. My journey. You're not I, listening I, to any motivational no, podcast. Because or... the truth is, and a friend of mine, John Levy, who was recently staying at my house, was who's a behavioral scientist, was saying that there's actually no evidence, I think it was like the, to suggest that there is a pattern to success. I did an interview with Business Insider this morning and they asked me like, what's your advice? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't make my bed. I don't get up by a certain time. Like there's no evidence to suggest that because some successful people do one thing one way, you should do it that way. Find what works for you. I find treating fans well, treating people well, being honest in business and working two times harder than the person next to me. That's just the speed at which I operate. Yeah. That's it. There you go. What I lack in uh, connectivity with the right people and genuine talent I make up for in hustle. (laughs) No, I'm pretty talented. Pretty talented. Yeah, pretty talented. C Fryman X3. Hi, Eliza Baby Arm. Love the podcast. Listen to it every week while at work. And I usually have to stifle my laughter so as not to disturb my coworkers. Fuck LOL. your coworkers. <laughs> so here's what I need advice on. But first, the backstory. Sorry, this is a little long. It's fine. It's not that long. My fiance and I are getting married November 14th of next year. One of my bridesmaids, who has been engaged for almost two years now, we'll call her Ella, has finally set her wedding debt her wedding date for September of next year. And I'm super happy for her. I'll be a bridesmaid in her wedding as well. After finding out that she set her date, one of her best friends, in quotes, who is also engaged, we'll call her Amanda, decided that she needed Amanda. to set her wedding date too. Amanda mentioned to Ella that she was thinking November for her wedding. Ella told her not to pick the 14th as that is my wedding day and she's in the bridal pa- party. 
After finding out my date, she unfriends me on Facebook and then posts that her and her fiance will be getting married on November 7th next year. I know she did this just so she can say that Ella was in her wedding first because she hates that Ella has another best friend. Yes, those have been her exact words in the past. Apparently, we are now 12 years old and causing drama just to get attention. My question is, how do I handle this in future occurrences similar to this situation? Ella and I just want everyone to have fun at both of our weddings. It's what it should be about. Celebration, not petty shit. We have a feeling that with this girl involved, it's not going to be that way. FYI, Amanda is not invited to my wedding, LOL. And this isn't the first time she's caused drama with other people for attention. Any advice would be appreciated. First of all, fuck her. If you're not going to her wedding and she's not going to yours, it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. People get married. People are getting married all around you at all times. Yeah. You seem to have the right attitude. This person, by the way, Things change when you get married. You, of course, I still have my best friends and stuff like that, but your husband or your wife, whoever you're marrying, Mm -hmm. is now the person you're going to spend the most amount of time with. And it's not because you don't love your friends. Like, things Mm -hmm. change. And this person will get married, and I guarantee you her pettiness will, like, shift a little bit. But she probably, like, if that's how she operates, like, she probably can't keep friends for very long. Let her have her wedding. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to handle. Right. Like, so if she's like, well, she got, she was in my wedding first. Great. Great. Who cares? I wonder why Ella is still friends with Amanda. Amanda sounds That's like the a- other thing. It's tough for me when I have a friend who's friends with someone shitty and I'm like, really? Just You're just going to let the, it yeah. says more about your friend, uh, Ella, Ella, than anything else, but it doesn't matter. There's nothing for you to handle. You're doing it right. You're yeah. going to have your wedding. That girl's not invited. She's mm-hmm. fucking weird. And maybe your friend will stop being friends with her. You focus on your husband now and the couple of friends that you're going to keep because you're going to be just busy with being married. Right. And you don't even, she didn't even, she didn't pick your wedding date. Like she picked earlier. So what? That's no so one's weird. Like bragging like she was my bridesmaid That's first. so weird. Everyone's going to be like, okay. Plus she unfriended you on Facebook. So you never have to look at the pictures. Right. I thought she was going to say that she picked the same date. In which I case, did too, yeah. I was like, your friend better pick your wedding. Right. So no, this girl is just awful, she can, and yeah, you she don't can have to like. She wants. You don't have to think about worrying about it. You're going to be married. You're going to have different families. You're going to have your own shit. You don't have time for this. You'll probably have a kid. You know, it doesn't matter. This girl is so on her way out of your life. It doesn't matter. Honestly, I mean, problem solved. Like, yeah. she's she did it for you. She unfriended yeah. you. It's cool. If your friend wants to stay friends with her, you know, you might run into her at a birthday or something. Yeah. And she'll be fake as hell. She'll be like, hey, my wedding was amazing. It was a breakfast wedding. <laughs> Who Actually, cares? you know what? Brunch is great. Girls like that tend to calm down after they get married. Yeah. So I think like she's not going to be like, this is my best friend. It'll be fine. And when she sees like nobody cares. Uh, your friend though needs to sack up a little bit and be like, dude, what's your problem? She probably won't though. I hate when friends don't defend me because I defend everyone. But Sometimes it's not worth it. It's not. That girl sounds like a crazy person. If I'm with my crazy friend and she's like, I hate your other friend, <gasps> I'm just like, all right. No, you know what you do? Tell Ella to tell Amanda that you moved your wedding date to the sixth and just watch her fucking head explode. <laughs> just for the joy of, of the, just for the and sheer see joke if of it. Amanda moves her wedding to like the fifth. <laughs> just see, just see. Just for funsies, but don't, don't actually, because you have a deposit, so don't actually move anything. No. All right. <laughs> Stacy underscore Liz underscore. Hi, Liz and baby arm. I am a 22-year-old from Ohio. I recently got out of school and I am working as a realtor. 
I am having problems with my small town. Everyone sees me as the girl who played this or that sport with their daughter slash son slash grandkids. I'm struggling to get people to take me seriously. I've been to school and paid a lot of money to have a degree that people disregard. I struggle to prove my abilities because even with experience under my belt, I'm still constantly judged and written off for being young. Do I just have to suffer till a stigma goes away, which I'm worried won't in a small town? Or is there something I can do? Love the pod. It's both. Being young, no matter the industry, people are always going to be like, look, you're young. Money talks. So if you make some sales and like, I really think there's like some hustle to be done. They're like, by the way, there are people moving to your town. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Get in there. Put out flyers. I'm the realtor. I'm the Sunnydale realtor. Or- town from Buffy. Yeah. Or just move. I- (laughs) I'm surprised that she's not able to leverage those relationships in the houses. Yeah, that's the other thing. It sounds, you know, uh, is realty what you want to do? She had a degree in it that they're disregarding. I mean, I wonder if- you get a degree in realty? Maybe like a business. I don't know. What are you I don't know how it works, but- I would want to leverage. Like, yeah, I played sports with your with your son and Who I better did a to great trust? job. I'm part I'm, of this town. I grew up here. I can sell your house. Yeah. I would brand yourself. I would think about how do yeah. you separate yourself? I am the local. What, local realtor. Like I know this town. I love this town. I get this town. I've been in your houses at pizza parties after yes. games. Yeah. I know what you want. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, here's all the work I'm willing to do. I mean, my realtor, I look at the amount of work this person cool. does. Yeah. Show them. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel that you're, are you a girl or a boy? I can't tell. Uh, I think I'm, regardless. For, I'm guessing girl. Regardless, Stacey it's a little Liz. worse. There you go. I don't want to seem gender. Uh, For girls, it's a little worse. You're going to feel written off no matter what industry you're in. Like if you're a young doctor, no one wants to hear from a young doctor. No. Nobody, because also you can't be, you're going to be 30s because if you're 20s, then you're either Doogie Howser or you're lying. Um, People always write off someone young. A writer, an actor, it's just in life. Like, oh, well, you're just young. You don't know. Yeah. You work through it and you find the people that will. Find other people that are your age that are buying homes. Yeah. Push through it. It's, it's going to be this way in any business, any industry. And if this is what you love and this is the town that you love, you brand yourself. Use that as a, as a negative. I'm young, so I know what's cool. Mm-hmm. I know what you like in this town. Like you said, I've been in your homes. I've touched your things. I know that you need this duplex. Yeah, I feel like younger people are going to be buying things more than older people. Now. Now. So get in so, there. yeah. And there's always, I mean, if it's like a normal town, there's people moving in, you'd be the first one knocking on their door. Like, hey, I just want to welcome you if you guys need anything. Oh, I guess they already have a house we're knocking well, on Well, so the issue right now, I think, is probably not even necessarily that that the people know her and think of her as young. It's like, she just got out of school. She hasn't sold any houses yet. That's the issue. Well, she said she had sales under her belt. Did she? But you know what? Like, lean into it. Lean into it. And so, maybe sp- expand your scope. Maybe there's like the town over you can do experience under her belt. Okay, so that's any industry. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to give you a chance until you make, it's a catch-22. You can't get chances without having uh, succeeded at a chance and you can't succeed at a chance without getting chances. Right. Make it for yourself. Put in the work, I guarantee uh, uh, you'll get something. Yeah, and maybe you build you off get, that. You get your first client, you take like a lower cut. First client, yeah. throw a little party, be like, I want to meet some new clients. You throw yeah. out cards. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. You got to put in the work, baby. Yeah. Use the energy of being young that the old people don't have. Mm-hmm. Get out there and you sell those those condos. Use words they don't know. Yeah, like dope and lit. <laughs> and, tell them uh, you're going to put their house on TikTok. Tell them to put their house on TikTok and do a dance on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> What's one called? Like the Orange Jimmy or something? 
I don't know what they're called. No. All right. Whatever. I tried to play it and I was bad and it made me angry and I, I deleted it. it. <laughs> it's like a King of the Castle type of game. I don't know. Whoa! Let's <gasps> go off my chair. All right. Next question. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Poulet underscore McFly. Is it poulet? Like um, chicken? Poulet. Poulet McFly. Okay. Hi, Eliza. <laughs> I'm sending some love for you and your podcast all the way from Denmark. Oh, my question is as follows. How do I politely tell my coworker to stop being so damn loud? She pounds on that keyboard like it hurt her in a past life. Maybe just get her a new keyboard. Go to the office administrator and be like... Some keyboards are way louder than others. Yeah, it's like a PC, one of those clicky clack ones. Mm-hmm. It's tough because like that's the way that she types. Yeah, and you can't because I have a real problem with other people like breathing loudly or eating loudly. And I've been in office situations where it's like if you tell someone like stop, like you're the jerk. Yeah, <laughs> they're just living. Uh, get some noise canceling headphones again. Bose really helped them to sponsor my podcast. Noise canceling headphones. But it's hard. Sometimes you have to be able to hear for for sure for work. Uh, but- I would peek over and be like, "You okay?" She would be like, oh, I just, you were clicking. You know, I don't also maybe befriend that person. And then after about two or three years of friendship, once you've moved in uh-huh. together, you, you tell say, them like, oh. by the way, I want to tell you, you're very loud. 
You're very loud on your keyboard. Well, because that's like I can tell my parents, like, please stop breathing. Please stop. And they're like, why, why do you treat us like this? You wouldn't do this to anyone else. And I'm like, I know because I can't tell a coworker to stop doing something. I can tell you. You know what you could do? Find out if there's another coworker that feels the same way. And then the two of you sign a petition. <laughs> so rude. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Office politics are a tough one for it's me. It's really tough. First, I would say investigate the keyboard. Like, is she over there? Because it says she pounds on it like it hurt her in a past life. Is she actually like, bah, 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 or is it just a bad keyboard? Or just say, yeah, it could be, as I'm saying, go to the office administrator and be like, mm-hmm. can we get her something else? Or just peek over and be like, you, you doing all right? You, yeah. you okay? She would be like, you're just really loud. Yeah. Or just pop over in a very Danish way and say, you are being extremely loud. Please lower your tick click clacking. Lower your flick clacking. I can't, you can also phrase it as like, this is, I'm having a hard time focusing. Like, this is not on you. You want to really make sure, like. Make sure it's not the keyboard and that she's not like, there's something medically wrong with her. Make sure you're. Yeah, make sure you're not the dick. Yeah, don't look over and she's got a club hand. She's (laughs) just hitting the F key over and over. Oh, it's just tough. It's just something where you, I would just at my last job, like text my friend who was also a coworker, like, why is he doing this again? And she'd be like, I didn't notice it. And I'm like, I'm going to tear my ears off my face. Yeah, get an ally. But moreover, hopefully our funny answer has been enough to distract you while you're at work. Blast this. We've done our job. (laughs) Bye-bye. Oh, boy. Okay. Nikki, 15655. Ready. Hi, Liza. Yes. I graduated with a master's in accounting last year. Me too. Been struggling to find something that pays the student loans. I'm currently working in accounting, but have a second job also. I'm considering getting my CPA, but I'm worried that I'll just be burying myself in more debt. Should I go ahead and do it and hope it pays off? I don't know. Because I don't know where you live and I don't know how good you are. Do you need a CPA to get the kind of job you want to get? Yeah. Are you trying to... Do like hedge funding. I don't know how much more debt. How much more debt? What are here's here's what you have to weigh out. How much more debt? What are your goals? Are they achievable? Yeah. Or do you just want some people just want these degrees? Yeah. What's the job you want? What's the path to get there? And you're a numbers person. Weigh out those pros and cons. Look at the jobs that are currently in your area for CPA and not CPA. Yeah. Are you willing to move? I think you need to factor in all these things. I always say take a chance mm-hmm. and go for things. But if you are not getting that degree for a specific reason. Yeah. Getting higher education just to have it. I mean, there are people that have multiple degrees and they're poorest students because you're yeah. still, you're a lifetime student. So, yeah. but if it's like you're 300,000 in debt and the CPA would be 20,000 more, like maybe just do just it. Just go for it. But for sure. if you're like, you know, if it would be sub- substantial. Or if you can get a job where you're going to earn enough money, then it's totally worth it to be poor for now and then do it later. I wonder if CPA is that one of the ones where sometimes they'll like pay you to go to school at your job? Maybe it's the army. Not, no, but like sometimes they'll pay for training. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Certified public Look account. Look into it. I mean, I don't know that accountants make a ton. Personal business managers do. I know I pay mine. Fuck ton. <laughs> so yeah, that's, you got to weigh out those pros and cons. Is that annoying? Okay. No, I just didn't understand what it was. It's some stamps that a fan gave me and they're vintage Canadian <gasps> stamps. Desserts do Canada. And Are it's all these Canadian it? desserts. What? Were they scented? Oh. oh. They smell like something, but I don't think it's Nanaimo bar, quintessentially Canadian. That bar looks good. What is the it? Nanaimo bars are tasty. I'm pretty sure it's like peanut Flip butter. It over. What's in it? Yeah, chocolate bar. Oh, that doesn't say. It just says what it is. And then they've got uh Saskatoon berry pie, but then you gotta go to Saskatoon. That's fine. That's something called a blueberry grunt, very Canadian, butter tart, tasty times, and a sugar pie. 
Oh, sugar pie. I'm never that, I'm not excited about a, a fruit pie. Canada, you have my heart. I love a fruit pie. You like a chocolate dump. I love a chocolate grunt dump. No, I like like a like a raspberry cookie, a croissant, but like a big pie with a hot fruit. Not Oof. a big fan. Apple pie, tasty time. I'll eat an apple pie, but it's raspberry not my first pie, choice. Tasty time. I don't think I've ever had that. I think I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry pie, yes, please. C.B. Wilson twin. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Scott. I started dating a man a few months ago that I'm convinced is the one. He's seven years older than me and has two children. This fact alone has sent my mom into a full-on tizzy. She doesn't think I should even entertain the idea of dating him. I'm 26, so he is 33. She thinks I could find plenty of guys without baggage. How do I manage this battle with her? I'm trying to stay positive and happy, but it's difficult knowing she doesn't fully support my decision. Yeah, your mom knows better. Well, they just started dating a few months ago. Yeah, the the bloom is still on the rose. I I have to be honest. Like, I don't know how old those kids are. I doubt that they're that old. That's a lot. for To be 26, I understand as you get older, it's like, you know, people have already been married. They've got kids. You know, it's not like you're 38 and you're like, I want a fresh one. I get it. Right. I I just... it could be love. I, I just, that's a lot to take on when you have so much ahead of you. I would be curious how much time she's spent with the kids already. Because yeah. if you think he's the one, you better get in a lot of time yeah. with those kids and see if you, like, do it early. Well, I mean, he probably doesn't want to introduce any random girl to his kids. But it's like, you want to see what the actual dynamic you will be see if that. you think you're going to be together forever. But also, it's like, do the kids live there? Do they live in another state? Do they just right. visit on holidays? That's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really easy. You're probably, ha- like, having, like, fun vacation boyfriend time right now. And uh, you got to know, do you want to be a stepmom at like 27? Mm. Think about it. I don't know how old those kids are. What's the ex-wife like? Is there an ex-wife? Right. You know? So your mom, I think. a lot of baggage. Yeah. Your mom's really just looking out for you. You're just starting out your little life, young one. He might be super hot, but there are others. You'll be okay. Or you're not hot. And he's the best you can do. I don't know. Uh, Imagine. I'm 28. 26. Imagine if I was a stepmom right now. You're kind of like a mother to me. <laughs> you annoy me and I don't listen to you. You don't listen to me. Oh, you micromanage me. I do micromanage you. Yeah. I need things from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Justine.amelia.87. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Eliza, I'm a huge fan. Hope to make it to your show next time you're in the D.C. Baltimore area. Fuck yeah. Love your podcast and the dynamic that you and Emily have. It's fine. It's fine. That's fine. That's fine. My question is, what are your thoughts and feelings about people asking for donations for a charitable cause, e.g. Breast Cancer Foundation? I know what a charitable cause is. Suicide prevention, addiction support. I don't need examples. Birthday on Facebook. I have such mixed thoughts. I love that idea. On one hand, it brings attention to good causes and probably gets people to donate who may not have. Yeah. I'm sure it may have inspired some people's close friends and acquaintances. On the other hand, I feel a weird pressure slash obligation followed by guilt when I'm like, nope, and keep scrolling. I have guilt because I think to myself, you could give $5 to this cause, but conversely, I think I wouldn't spend money on this friend for their B-Day normally, so I do it now. That's it. Anyway, I'm interested That's to hear it. your thoughts. That's it. If you would spend that, if you would get them a gift, they're asking for a donation in lieu of a gift. If you wouldn't get them a gift anyway, you don't have to think anything of it. What's hard is I think for some of these, it's on Facebook, it's like become really popular in the last couple of years. I will get like alerts, like where people can like invite you to it. And I'm like, don't, they invite me to give them money. Stop. And it's like, don't oh. let Facebook run your life. I never right. check my Facebook. I, you do it. Or I, I've just kind of like outgrown it. Yeah. There are people who like their lives are run by their Facebook. Yeah. You're, you know what your answer is? Like, oh, I'm just not on Facebook that much. I didn't see it. Or just it's your money. Yeah. You don't have to answer it. 
I, we have a problem in our society with getting mad at people for not giving to the cause we want at the moment. So it's like, oh, how could you not give to this? I'm like, okay, cool. Did you give to cystic fibrosis last year? Because right. I did. Like, it is your money and your choice. And she doesn't know what other things you're giving to. It by the is. way, five bucks. By the time the taxes are out of that, it's two fifty. It's worthless. It, it's one of those things I get invited to a lot of those. Um, I guess there's no taxes. But that's still. that's not where I. A lot of people's things. That's not where I choose to give my money. I choose to give my money to animal organizations. And you know, you only have so much. You only have so much discretionary income. Like I just, I can't help everybody. Yeah. Anybody that shames you over that, they don't know what else you do. Right. Like you know, if like I've had like horrible women be like, you're not a good feminist. And I'm like, so all the money I gave to Planned Parenthood, anything I gave to like the NAACP, not NAACP, what's ACLU, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or Black Lives Matter, yeah. or fundraising stuff, or money for animals. Stuff, I'm like, yeah. so you're saying because I didn't give to the right thing and say the right thing at that time, mm-hmm. everything else I've done doesn't count? How fucking dare you? It's, well, and I think that this Facebook thing, it's it's much better than like, there was a real trend that seems to have died down or everyone I know already did it of like GoFundMes and people would be like, I'm making my CD and just repeatedly text it to me. Like, are you going to donate? And I was like, I no. really can't. Like I told a couple of people like, I'm financially not in a position because that makes them uncomfortable if you're just like, I don't have the money the to do it. balls this. on them to ask to, like that. To have already sent it to me and then be like, hey, so just following up. No. I'm like, excuse the answer is no. me. No. No. And you have you can always ignore it. Yeah. You're fine. If you were going to get them a gift, then that's an awesome thing to do. I right. am so humbled when my fans, instead of gifts, send me that they donated to an animal organization mm-hmm. or or whatever. Whatever. Even if it's a disease I don't talk about. Yeah. Like, we made a donation in your name to American Heart Association. Yeah. Great. Great. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. If you're going to give them a gift, you should get them that. And if you weren't mm-hmm. going to, don't worry about it. Facebook does not run your life. Just turn yeah. it off. I will say there's a PS on this. I can't remember where I saw the picture, maybe Insta or your documentary, but I saw a pic where it looked like you were a flower girl in your dad's wedding. No, this was your book, I believe. Yeah. Maybe also your documentary. I wore a nearly identical flower girl dress for my aunt's wedding in 1993, emerald green and black with poofy <gasps> 90s sleeves. Oh my God. Yes. And you know what? There was this store in Dallas called Animal Crackers. <laughs> and it was like the place to get your clothing. Uh, it was very expensive, but I think I got a dress from there. It might've been a different dress. Anyways, that was the dress and I wore leggings under it because I was like, you never know when you're going to have to start running or climb a tree. I wore leggings under dresses for several years. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I did that as a kid too. Dad wedding dress. Marrying your dad one step at a time. See me, I'm BB. Not so much an advice thing, but what's your take on people who recline their seats on airplanes? Rude, not rude? You not travel rude. a lot. No. I think it's unacceptable as someone who travels once a year. I don't okay. care if you have the option. Don't do it to me. No, you got to recline your seat. You are if, if, you are not even sitting at a right angle. You are sitting at like an 86 degree angle when you're, because those seats are so ergonomically fucking unsound. Never in my life have I reclined a seat. Okay, well, it shows because you are an asshole. No, it's, <laughs> uh, I paid for that seat. It has the ability to recline. You for the space behind. Yes, I did. I paid for the range and the scope that that seat reclines. The but full reclining like, range. I understand. But knowing- So should I not eat because it smells in the airplane if they're serving that food? You can eat the- Oh, you know I, what? I paid for me. it. You got me. But- Shing! But when when it is truly, it's always like a giant man in front of me. I always sit on the aisle. His size always, has nothing I, I, to I, do. I, I'm just saying like he's taking up a lot of space. I'm sure he he's like my knees, um, whatever. But it's always like, like I have the seat like in my face Look, now. nobody said coach was fun. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that's just, that's what it is. They're trying to cram as many people. Yeah. And you can always recline your seat. Who it sucks for is the person in the back if theirs doesn't recline. Remember that one time that I bought you that seat that was in against a wall in a plane and we didn't know? And then you sent me a picture and you were like pressed up against a wall. And I think about it sometimes. I've suppressed that memory. <laughs> Good. Keep um, it away. Don't remember it. It's the thing where it isn't as if they're breaking an agreement where the seat isn't supposed to recline. That seat has been purchased knowing full well that they own that space. I just would never. Uh, I think that, no, I mean, those things are designed to go down. Nobody said airline travel was always going to be awesome. Uh, and by the way, if you're the one that wants to recline, then it's a different story. But I'm also the chump that always gets sucked in. I, on the last like four flights I was on, had someone ask to switch seats with me from my aisle to a middle. And every time there was like a baby or someone crying, where you, I was like, I no. guess I, but every time there was like, someone looked they were going to throw up. So I was like, I'll move. Cause they're like, I'm so anxious. I can't. That's not, and I was like, okay, you I'll, bought the seat. You had the foresight to pick your seat. You got to be I firm. Be like, I'm seat. sorry. I get sick too. And that's why I picked this. You can do that. Oh, the best. Oh my God. I had to take a uh, Southwest flight, which is just like a giant bus. And you can't save seats. No. Um, you can't save seats. You got to get there early But, and but that being it. said, if I'm in boarding group A and yeah. my husband is on this flight with me. You're going to save a seat for him. I'm going to save yeah. a seat for him. Um, oh, what was it? So, there, there's, you know, if you're, I, I think that there's just like certain rules or whatever. And I got on the plane and oh, what was it? I had my seat. Yeah, I had my seat and. He was boarding like moments after me. He yeah. was like, I was like A1. He was like A31. Yeah. And this guy came to sit down. Oh, what was it? It was like, he was like, oh, I'm saving a seat for, I, and he sat down. And I was like, oh, I, my I got to say, he's like, well, I'm saving a seat for my cousin. And I just looked at him and it was my first time. I go, my husband is with me. And they moved. It was the thing. It was like, yeah, my relationship trumped yours. Plus he's getting on and I don't know where the fuck your cousin is. Um, there's, airline travel's brutal. When, but when Emily, the, you need to be like, this is my seat. I picked it. You paid for I it. I was so scared. I am. I would rather sit in a bad seat rather than spend five hours worrying about being barfed on because truly this person looked catatonic. What if you were gonna, yeah, but they did that on purpose. Maybe. But when the girl asked me like, oh, I got to, um, and I was like, what I said you, to her really loudly, are you serious? And she was like, yes. And then I got up and then I went up sitting next to a baby and the baby was a delight. And okay. I talked to the baby the whole time. So um, it turned out okay. But I, you know what? When I go home for Christmas, no one's taking my seat. Yeah. Unless they firm. look like they're going to bar. Jody Miller and I were on a flight one time and uh, we were both single. And I think you're very sensitive to how other women treat you when you're single. And you are often looked at. That's why I'm very kind to single moms and single women because people look at you like a fucking pariah. Yeah, you're ready to help a baby on a flight. No, I'm not. But uh, you've helped some. You've helped some moms. Sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But not not that. You're not baby. looking out for it. But right. if they need help, get on the flight. We were sitting together and we barely said anything to this bitch of a flight attendant. <laughs> said nothing. Like she she was like doing a bunch of stuff, and I said, uh-huh. "Oh, excuse me," and it was something. And she turned to us and goes, "Excuse me, right now." I'm trying to make sure that itty bitty babies get sat with their mommies and daddies. <laughs> and what? What? she framed it. Like what she was really saying was right now I'm just dealing with some families. Yeah. But the way she framed it made us, and independently we both felt this way, made it feel like, listen up, you two single traveling whores. You're keeping families apart. Right. And to this day, I just look at Joda, I'll be like, itty bitty baby. She's like, itty bitty babies with mommies and daddies, not you. But it's like... <laughs> In what world was a baby going to be seated separately? I think it was like there was children and the kid like got separated ones, yeah. or something. 
itty bitty babies with their mommies and daddies. Right now, and that's saying what, mommies and daddies ugh. to you and adults. That's what I'm focused on. You gypsy single whore siren harpies trying to keep them away on your fuck trip. These are real families. Get out of here. What I really heard was these are Christian families. Get your Jewish whore ways out of my... That's what I, I mean, it was were a they to, first class and you were back in steerage with me? I don't remember where I was. I just remember she was so... All I said was, excuse me, out of the gate. Right now, my focus... I'm like, you don't work for fucking FEMA. Right. All right? I'm just... I don't even know what I was asking her for. And we both felt really bad. I feel like I've only ever had flight attendants be so, so nice or so, so horrible. Like I've never had someone just in between the doing worst. their job. Uh, I have. I get all You kinds. fly all the time. I fly a lot. I fly twice so. a year and I'm always like, either they're like, are you okay? Why are you crying at four Christmases again? Or they're like slamming me with the cart. Like we told you to move. Yeah. They're just trying to get their job done. Nothing will incense a flight attendant more than her realizing she was wrong. I asked a flight attendant once. I was like, my seat. By the way, when you pay for a first class seat, like, and the seat doesn't work, like, it's, you're livid. Because I was like, you you guys gutted me. so much money. So much. And it wasn't, and moving. And she was like, you need to just push it hard. I was like, I am. It just won't go back. And she, and I, she was, she was like, if you want, I can try. So I got up and she had to sit down and throw her back against it. And she goes, see, it does go. (laughs) And I said to her, I go, is that what I, I, as the client, that's what I'm expected to do? Throw my back against it? And she just like looked at me. I was like, your shit's broken, lady. Yeah. Move the fuck on. I do. I live in fear of my my little TV not working because that's all I have. Oh, they don't care. You'll get like a meal voucher. They don't I don't care. need that. I need to watch movies. I need to cry. You can just download them to the tablet and stream Ugh. on your tablet. You Ugh. can watch Thor Ragnarok on a two-inch screen the way it was meant to be watched. I love watching a movie that I wouldn't have gone to the theater for, but like, like totally. I watch and just pressing my face right up against it. You know how many episodes of Blackish I've watched? Just streaming. I love it. I watch the new Will and Grace. I watch everything. Oh, did you see the pictures of her dressed up as Lucille Ball? Really yeah. good. Real really good. good. Deborah Messing. I know you're a fan. Amazing. Come get on my podcast. <laughs> She's busy. She's busy. Okay. Scarlet Trinity. Advice on how to deal with being a friend that's constantly on the periphery of friend groups. I'm not someone people tend to call or text to do things. Oh, I've been that And feel I'm always the one to put in the work. I'm not lame because I invite people out to do things, but the usual answer I get is already busy. I'm just not someone people think about because I'm not a founding member of any of my friend groups. It's hard to make new friends in your 30s. Why I started going to the gym, by the way. But people have besties they've known forever. I just want to feel included and not be the one putting in all the work to hear from anyone. I know how you feel. Feel. It's tough, but you know what? If you're saying that these people had best friends forever, there are other, excuse me, there are other people like you out there. There are other people who will have the same schedule as you, will have the same interests as you. You just got to look a little harder. And you know what? If it makes you feel bad, there. I always talk about how stop putting in the work and let people give them a chance to invite you. Mm-hmm. But if they're truly not, it might not be personal, but like, those might not just, they just might not be your friends in the way that you want them to be. And you can, you need to find more friends. And maybe put, instead of the effort you were putting into keeping those friendships yes. alive, put that into making new friends. Yes. There's like the Bumble friendship app, you know. I, the gym is a great idea. I mean, I would, it's it's kind of hard to talk to people, maybe in the classes. Yeah, maybe that or charities or just like a park. There's, you bring your dog or something. I totally get how you're feeling right now. I kind of always felt that way. Uh, with this one group of friends where like they were already friends and I was kind of brought in, but I don't think they don't really support me or my projects and there's never any, I see them all always effusively posting about each other and I'm 
cool with them, but it's never yeah. going to be like, Eliza, we love you. And I'm the first one at like the slightest hint of feeling excluded. I go the other way. I'm like, oh, you didn't invite me to your party? It's okay. I'm already in China doing something else, even alone. Mm. But all it takes is just find one other friend. I am. I've just, the rejection factor is so real. Put in that effort to finding, there are plenty of people all around you yeah. that feel the way you do. I know how you feel. Sweet girl. It's a shitty feeling, but uh, you will find your tribe. I promise yeah. you. It's um, they're there continually evolving. Like it's fine if you don't, if the people you're friends with right now aren't who you're friends with next year. I am that girl, by the way. I'm co- constantly evolving. I only have time for friends that give back. Mm-hmm. I have my best friend Michelle and Jody, and then a couple of women that I like talk to randomly. But I don't have mm-hmm. that like core group because I chose to like go off and do my career, which was a solo sport. Or I, yeah, you know, didn't. So there's there are people to be found that have the same that are the same way as you. Yeah. I totally understand how you feel. You're not yeah. alone. You're okay. Yeah. We're right here for you. Johnny Marr Jr. Dear Eliza, love the podcast. Love Dollar Millennial. Hello, Emily. If you could set up Emily, aka Baby Arm, with any person living or dead, who would it be and why? On a date or just set her up to like talk to them? I guess. I, as your employer. Who's my dead person that I should be with forever? As your employer, I cannot Albert inquire. Einstein. What? He was married. Was he? Yeah. As your employer, I cannot inquire about your sexual preferences. Um, and I don't want to put you on the spot. Who do you want me to be with? Who do you want me to bring over to your Anyone. House? Anyone. No, I just want to know that you're not going to choke in your sleep. <laughs> I'm like your mother. I'm like, somebody. <laughs> like when Liz Lemon had to give herself like the Heimlich on that chair. Yes. Uh, Miranda Hobbs also uh, <laughs> on Sex and the City. Um... What's a dead person I should be with? I don't know. There's so many dead people. Roy. Like, there's so many dead people. I don't know. I know what movies you like. I know, like, you think there's some. Paul Rudd. Okay, so it's a man. Yeah. Okay. Why do you look at me weird? (laughs) Maybe it's not. I don't know. Paul Rudd. But he's, he's like, a little older. He only died recently. He's alive. Okay. (laughs) It's alive or dead. You would like... If it's a man. Ryan Reynolds. I would marry Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and we could send their children to an See, orphanage. There it is. There it is. <laughs> this is why I don't know about you. And I don't want to know because I, I love you. I don't care if you identify as a couch. <laughs> I can tell you honestly in terms of I identify as a much taller, thinner woman. So, you um, looked very tall the other day, yesterday. I, I felt tall. Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> you, you're, you would be best suited with like a 90s rom-com, teen rom-com, like Devin yes. Sawa or like the kid that died. Uh, uh, River Phoenix or no. Corey Haim? Nope, not even that. Oh, oh, I don't remember now. died? It was one that died. Oh, um, God. But you yeah. need someone, like there's like heartthrobs, but like you're a smart girl. Yeah. You're a little curmudgeon but I think you need a guy yeah. that would like kind of take you and out. Maybe one of those Hallmark movies where mm-hmm. I'm a busy businesswoman and I go back to my hometown and some guy like owns a Christmas tree store and he's like, I just got to keep my business going. And you're like, I'll do and your like, QuickBooks. I'll do your Twitter. Yeah. Keep your keep your Christmas trees alive. Susie's social media. Uh-huh. Like I'm trying to think. Like, uh-huh. uh, There's so many of A very those. technical Christmas. And then the man also is like Santa's son. And he's right. wearing like a lumberjack shirt. Yeah, because you're also pretty liberal. I will say that the last time I was in Boston, my my dad's from there. Well, from like Worcester. My nan is there. Like we went to visit and there was just like the grossest guy at like a car shop next to our hotel. And he was talking. I was like, why am I so into that accent? Like a boss, like a trash <gasps> You Boston love a, a towny accent. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're a small town girl. Mm-hmm. Whoa, this is the most insight. <laughs> Five years you've been my employee? Five years? Four years. Four years. Four? At least. And this is the most the we've most ever insight. talked about your love life. Because I, <laughs> I don't want you to sue me. <laughs> I just remember hearing it and being like, oh. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, you like hot garbage. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I think, and so I, I often wonder about you. Mm-hmm. Like, would you like a, like a nerd? Yeah. But I've told, I think I've told you, I want to be king of queens and I want to be Doug. And I want no, someone you've so never much told more me this. Attra- and we it's so weird that it's not someone- like a metaphor. You mean the TV show. Yes. I, I want someone so much more attractive than me that everybody's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm just like gross. And right. I work for UPS. You are some of those things. Yeah. Uh, no. That's you, what I want. That's my dream. You need to work for UPS and be no. gross. Yes. You need to move out of LA and you can have that. I Ugh. definitely, the rest of the country you see where you're like hot we'll dude. find the hottest person in Worcester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get out there. Uh, you can do what if I work remotely? remotely from Worcester? Okay, Rebecca Minkoff's assistant is working remotely from Chile. I know, that's crazy. She must really love her. She told me that. <laughs> so you told on the podcast. Shout out to out. your Chilean assistant. Um, <laughs> but I wonder, like, are you on dating apps? Yeah, I go on and then I get mad and I get back off because everybody messages horrible things and I get very angry. What does your dating app picture look like? It's like multiple pictures. Oh my God, you guys, she's letting me in. Everybody messages the worst thing or they're just like, hey, okay. Mm -hmm. That's dating. Danny. Oh, I never replied. When was this? Hey, Emily, W-I-D tonight. (laughs) He's cute. I know. I W-I-D, what are you doing? What are you doing tonight? Oh, it's doing. I'm never going to want to do a plan tonight. I need it to be in the future. That's fair. You know what? You are a woman. You know what you're worth and you set your boundaries. Right back to him. Well, the ultimate power move is right back to him after tonight and Fine, be like, be this like, was on the 22nd. I fucked with a hot dude. What did you do? This was on November 22nd. Right back. It's now the 27th. Be like, I have no Thanksgiving plans. Want to hang out? Um, here's. Can I come to your family's house? This Can you make me a bed in the corner? Is named B, which isn't a name. He wrote to you? Yeah. That guy's hot, Emily. I, that was also the 22nd. I must right have gone back. on the 22nd. All right, back. Do so it now. Later. That dude's hot. Give me the phone. Oh my God, this is the best. <laughs> dude, that dude is hot. Didn't you tell I'm me one out with a guy once who was a comic? And he like asked and to I stay on your couch. And I didn't realize until, yeah. And then he kept talking about comedy and I was like, oh no. No, that's not going to be good. <gasps> Let me see. I won't fuck with your phone. I'm trying Jody to- always gives me hers and I always swipe right on like the oldest dudes. <laughs> the oldest dudes. I'm like, what's that? He's a, a saxophone player from the Bay Area. Swipe. Give me. Hold on. This is, we're on a podcast. I know. This is the worst You're just thing saying, can we see it? Please. What? Please. <laughs> let me read. Give it to me. Well, let me touch your phone. I don't want you I to can't read phone. that. Why can't you read it? He said, Aloha. Train to Busan for sure, which means I must have said something about movies in my profile. Have you been to South Korea? No, but it's a movie. Okay. It's a zombie movie on Netflix. All right, keep going. That's good. Okay. I also have no idea who that photo is, who that woman is at the Oscars in your photo is. LOL. How's your weekend? Who's the woman in your photos? Julie Roberts. That dude is hot. Okay, what is I'm wrong fine. with you? It's not like you've been, I'm, I haven't even seen you. The 22nd? What were you doing all day? I think I'll, I'll like log in at like 11 p.m. at night and swipe a bunch of people and then not look at it oh, again. Oh, you're part of the problem. I don't know. You're a bad person. Okay, next question. <laughs> okay, the answer is Emily's doing fine. Just swinging on these hoes, leaving hearts I don't broken have in the time streets. Trying to meet up with people. Yeah, you do. No, you do. I get home and I'm tired. You know, I would. Like, I would say go what are you early doing for tonight? a date. And I'm like, it's if already you get off work nighttime. at five thirty, and you don't have to move your body I go all day. Back to Burbank. 
Oh my I gotta God. feed my cat. I feel like I'm your mother. <laughs> like as much as you mother me, like, don't you want to give me grandkittens? All right. So I the answer is Emily's a nightmare and wreaking havoc on the single population. But I think the, These are the, hot dudes and you're just like, I don't know. A Hallmark movie who has a Christmas tree store. Okay, cool. See you when you're 80, surrounded by doilies, because that's never happening. Next question. Spaghetti underscore royalty. We're revisiting this. The second this goes off, I'm looking at that. And I'm going to look at your profile. We have things to do when this goes off. Uh, In a world where the definition of gender is evolving, do you think comedy needs to evolve to be less girls are like this, boys are like this? Wait, I'm sorry. What was the question? In a world where definition of gender is evolving, do you think comedy needs to evolve to be less girls are like this, boys are like this? This is a direct attack on my act. Uh, I don't know. And here's why. I'm speaking from my own experience and I am speaking to what we based on, look, you can identify as whatever, but you're going to have specific, you're going to have certain proclivities if you are more masculine or you are more feminine. And that is chemical based oxytocin being released in women makes you want to bond more. Men, by the nature of wanting to spread their seed, will have different habits than women who are the ones that have to hold on to that seed. So, uh, yes, of course. You know, and by the way, I'm not getting up there saying like, here's what trans people do. You're speaking about a type of person, not even necessarily like all women, but a certain type of woman who is constantly messaging you like, that's me. And who I feel like. Right. Uh, so, no, I never- experience. And I never- assume to, and I never say that I'm speaking on behalf of, you know, gay people or anything like that. Right. People want you to say everything for everyone, but when you do, it's like, well, don't assume. Mm -hmm. But by and large, you know, here we are uh, in the 21st century and it's kind of been established that certain people do certain things Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't right, people wouldn't be laughing and I wouldn't have this house. So I know I'm saying something that's right. Um, It's not about putting people in boxes, but I'm also poking fun at it. I'm saying like women do right. this and I'm part of this. Isn't this horrible? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying look how horrible women are and we should get them. I think when they talk about comedy evolving, it's like, it's not that you need to change what your perspective is, but that we will just, there will be more comedians from different backgrounds Which is sharing fine their too. perspective. Great. Like, that should be the evolution. That should be it because I can't speak about what it's no. like to be trans. I can, I, right. I can sympathize with how difficult that journey might be. Yeah. Um, and people hopefully will be open-minded to laughing at those things. But, you know, like I get gay guys that come to my shows and love mm-hmm. all the girl jokes. Lesbians come. They love the. So mm-hmm. it's, you're, when you come into my audience, you're looking at life through my lens. Yes. And you can choose to identify with that or not. Um, and by virtue of the fact that I have fans of all different shapes, sizes, and genders and colors means I'm still commenting on human conditions. Because at the end of the day, if you strip away the gender, we're still left with very human emotions. And we all identify as human. If you don't, you're a fucking weirdo. It's true. That you oh, know she about. She heard on Android's feelings. Do you know about jokes on you? They um, don't have feelings. Do you know about other kin? Yes. No. People that identify as like wolves and stuff. Okay, They'll you're be not like a wolf. Wolfkin, okay. whatever. There's like very sad documentaries, and it's just cool. It's I a identify lot of high as schoolers. That I identify just, as super hot. Like whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't want bananas. You know what? Okay. Identify as whatever you want. Right. Don't hurt anyone and make sure you contribute to society. Yeah. So I don't go. care if you're a porcupine. But don't like meow at me. You can meow at me. I don't like that. Meow. Okay. Meow. Sarah Smeast. This sounds weird, but if you had a cult slash religious following, what would be the first rule or requirement for someone to be a part of it? And what would it be called? I feel like this Oh my is God. This is right up my alley. You. What was the first rule? Okay. First rule. So requirement for someone being in it. And what would it be called? 
Okay. You have to contribute to society. <laughs> That's the first more specific rule. than that. Okay. No cutting in line. Great. Uh, the first rule is, because hmm, I've always thought about starting a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't name the cult after yourself because then it looks like it's a selfish thing when I'm really just trying to you make society better. Yeah, like the Moonies or um, like the... First rule of the cult. Well, no, I like my rule. Everybody has to contribute in a meaningful way. Like no mooching. Okay. No excuses. No excuses. Get it done. Okay. We'd be called the Nikes and we'd all wear our Nikes and we'd drink a Kool-Aid <laughs> and we'd all lay down and ascend to another planet. <laughs> the Nikes. Um, I don't know. We'd all be called uh, the Tiny Tips. <laughs> we'd all, I'm looking at a picture of the dog. Could do any, any, of, these, any of these things. Uh-huh. We'd, um, we could, we'd all be called... Uh, the party goblin conglomerate. I don't know. Goblin is like a very scary name for a cult, even with the word party. Or maybe it's an, an acronym. Go. Go, give others basic living living institutions now. So you're just trying to get like affordable I'm re- housing. I'm just really big on like you shouldn't put your problems on other people and we should all contribute to society. And if you can't, then there is something you can do. People yeah. need to be given purpose. I think uh, purpose is a key to longevity, community, things like that. People need to feel like they're part of something. How about no assholes? Mm-hmm. If you're the kind of person that starts a private club, I'm starting my own private club where only nice people are allowed. Nice people only. How's that? One of the biggest compliments I get and I get often is that how nice all my friends are. I don't allow assholes. We're all nice to each other. You know, if I say I love you to a male friend, it's not weird. Yeah. You know, we're all nice and we all really care. There's no passive aggressiveness. There's no frenemies. Mm-hmm. No frenemy zone. There okay. you go. We're all actually here and it can be empowering women helping each other and none of that bullshit where people talk about it but don't actually want to so help. no men? No, there's women too. I just meant from the women's side. Okay. And dudes, we're all here to like learn and grow. No attacking for asking questions. What's the clothing situation? White robes? Everybody's naked. Sweatsuits. Everybody's naked so I can squeeze your body. Oh. No, everybody's not naked. Uh, come it's as horrible. you are. Whatever makes you comfortable. And if you're a woman dressing in a really tight clothes, we won't judge you for that if that's what makes you feel good. But Mm. you just know you're probably doing it so a man will look at you, which is fine. I don't feel threatened by that. We can all get our eggs fertilized (laughs) at the omelet bar. (laughs) Lucy underscore Rogers, 1601. Hi, Liza. I am 19 years old and have still not had my first kiss. I was really shy all through my teens. And even now that I'm a bit more confident as a person and I'm at university, I still feel too nervous to approach someone if I like them and end up treating them as a friend. For example, I fancied two girls at the start of uni, but we're all now friends and living together. It's a girl. I'm pretty sure I'm bi, but without any experience, that's hard to be sure about. Can you please give me some advice on how to get over my nerves and make a move? Let's look this person. Maybe get on like a dating app or something. Do you want to make the... Okay, so you're a girl. So that's different uh, than a girl making a move on a boy. Um, Right, because it's like easy to be friends. Do you have to make the move? Can't you put yourself in a situation where the other person might make the move? Or find out if that person likes you? Okay, it's a girl. Yeah. Um, Or find out if that person likes you. Also, like, here's the thing. Here, There's some rules to life. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're with a girl or Mm -hmm. a boy, but let's say you're... Because boys are like down. Like, you can just lay one on them. They're fine. It's fine. Uh, if they like you. And even then, they'll be like, okay, Comedian well, encourages sexual they'll, they'll probably still have sex with you. Um, I don't know anything about lesbian dating, other mm-hmm. than it seems like there's a lot of pit bulls involved, a lot of moving in right away. Uh, but I don't. But I can tell you this. Typically, especially in college, 
if you're spending time alone with someone else who's cute and they're willing to like hang out late night. I don't know. That's tough. And uni, they're friends and living together. I think don't those do, first two of all, are don't off the table. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's weird. But I'm saying other than that, like there are, if somebody's willing to like leave a party with you. Yeah. Now boys, I'm not saying this about girls. Like she just might want to hang out. Like just be yeah. careful. The rule is if you physically could hurt that person, if you could rape them, then you got to rethink this. Mm-hmm. But if it's two girls, not that women can't rape, I'm just saying. Let's mm-hmm. say you're at a party and you're like, you know, throw it out. Let's say you're at a party and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get out of here and go grab a drink. If that girl's like, I'll go with you. She probably thinks you're cute. I mean, I don't know. Like if you were, you wouldn't, if somebody asked you that and you were out and about, you wouldn't probably assume if it was a girl that they were into you, you'd be like, oh, this girl wants to be my friend. I, I guess I'm assuming that you know that other girl's gay or bi. It sounds like this person says, I'm pretty sure I'm bi, but not sure. Like, I don't know if it's like an open thing or she's just like, Look, oh, I'm friends this, with this girl. I think she's cute. This is tough, yeah, because I don't it's know. Tough. I don't know about that radar. Yeah. I can tell you as a straight girl with boys, like there are little conversation things you can put in there. Listen for like, if they bring up that they're single, if they bring up like, oh, I haven't made out with anyone in a while, like Mm. things like that, like that you wouldn't bring up. Think about what you wouldn't want to say around someone that you thought was unattractive. Like I wouldn't, if I was with a guy that I didn't think was cute, I would not bring up that I was horny. I would not bring up that I hadn't made out with someone in a while. I wouldn't talk about my relationships. I would be like, yeah, there's this one guy I like. So like, listen for the little cues that they're giving you to be like, hey, take this further. I wonder if this girl also needs to cue that she's into girls, like either- Get a shirt made. No. Just get a shirt made that says, you in? Question mark. (laughs) No. Give. (laughs) One rule for sure, and Emily's right. The roommates are off, off the table. Yeah. Because you're going to fuck one of them and then you got to see him the next day. But it seems like she was like into them and then they just became friends because she didn't know how to push it in a different direction. But it, even even if we're, you're still living right. with them so and it's, it's too late weird. for them, but we don't want every cute girl she meets to be her roommate. By the way, like talk to a friend and be like, I think I'm bi. Like, do you know any cute girls? And like put yourself in a situation where right. you'll be around other women who you know are up for grabs yes. versus like just, just going to go yoga a party yeah. yeah go to a, a gay bar or a but isn't there like some sort of visual coding or, um i remember um at my wedding michelle my best friend who's uh who's gay and married to a woman i was trying to think of like if there's like a better way to put that but she's gay um maybe she's i don't know she's married to grace anyway she was like i'm gonna shave my head for the wedding and like not wanting to give her the satisfaction. I was like, fucking do it then. I don't care. She was like, maybe I'll just save the under part. Like, so when you put the ponytail up uh-huh. and my mom goes, she goes, what is that about? Is that some sort of signal? You go to a lesbian bar, you put your hair up, other lesbians see you're a lesbian. And Michelle was like, I guess I hadn't thought about it, but I think you're right. Yeah. Like there's like little tough girl things that girls do <laughs> that I don't really know about just as an outsider looking yeah. in. Little lesbian signals, little bisexual signals. Maybe it's a, a faux hawk. Maybe it's suspenders. But be careful because I feel like if you Google, there's just like, if you have a napkin in this pocket, right. it means you're down a clown. That's like a like, swingers what? party thing. Right, but it's, you know, you never know. It sounds like you need to get to know what will become your people a little bit better. And that's what college is for, by the way. Right, and this girl doesn't know if she's bi. So, we'll you know, go on, go on a dating app, go on some dates. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you can like get involved in people you're seeing on the streets. Yeah. If you think you're bi, you definitely, you know, give a couple smooches. <laughs> give, a couple give a couple kisses. All right, are you ready for Top of the Com? Hit it! It's the Top of the Com. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Com. My Top of the Com. Oh, this is so exciting. I was at the farmer's market with a smoky man. And we stopped at this one fruit stand. 
and they had dried jujubes. Now, up until that moment, I thought a jujube was a candy. Yeah, is it not? Turns out it is also candy, but it's a Southeast Asian fruit called a jujube. And they had dried jujubes and I ate one. It's related to a date. They're very dry. And it's like this nutty, caramel, fluffy, dense thing. And the Asian girls that work on my, because they're all different kinds of Asian. Is it a? It's a fruit. Fruit. And I asked them and all the Asian girls were like, oh yeah, my grandma puts them in her soup. She's like, they're really healthy. They're not really healthy. Every culture has their food that they're like, it's so good for you. I'm like, no, you have it and you eat it. Yeah. But they're fine. And there's no, there's something like no carbs in it or something, but it's still a fruit. Mm -hmm. So it's just as healthy as any other fruit. But I'm obsessed. And everybody at my Thanksgiving got one little jujube with their name on like a little tag on their plate. Oh, that's cute. They're delicious. Uh-huh. And they're probably pretty hard to get. Do but they have a seed? They've got a big pit in the middle. Are you going to warn everyone? Yes. Okay. Dry jujube is where it's at. I'm obsessed with them. Okay. That's my new topic. That's fun. I love them. That's Every fun. Asian person listening to that is like, yeah, dude, we know. Well, white people over here just found them. And by white you- people, I mean me. You gave one to, you gave a bite to those those girls who were Only over. a bite. I didn't want to give a whole one. I know, but they were still talking about it. They were like, oh, that was fun. Dry jujube. Mm-hmm. You come to my house, I give you durian, dry jujube. Yeah, I you am prank Southeast them Asian. and then yeah. you give them something And nice. then I reward them. Mm-hmm. What's your top? Cocoa. Hot cocoa is such a good beverage. You're the worst at this. You're like, you I said like a jujube. You don't know what a jujube was. Everybody knows. Everybody likes hot cocoa. I it, but it's not something that you think about that often, especially in LA. It doesn't get that cold, but when it's raining and you're like, yeah, you can buy the Swiss Miss makes like a variety pack. There's like or it's like Lando Lakes or something. You can get like white chocolate, Mexican hot chocolate, hot chocolate what? caramel. I got like ninety nine cent like store brand. I'll get you some. <laughs> I'll get it at the store. I'll write it down. Cocoa. I'll write it on my hand. <laughs> it's just a fun. It's a fun treat. You can put marshmallows in there. Tasty. To however you want. You gotta have a lot of marshmallows. Yeah. My bottom of the cob is faux Instagram enthusiasm. I think a lot of times, and it's, you know, you put messages out there because it's the message you want to hear. Yeah. Like, don't let anyone take it away from you. Go for your dreams. Or these like inspirational ones where the person's like, the Lord is putting a blessing on you. And then it's like, but you're probably an asshole. Like the right. people that give these, these uh, motivational speeches, then you watch their videos and they're just, they sound, they're just mean. And it's all very like pointed. Right. It's like, if a bitch is going to text me, then I'm going to text her back. And it's like, whoa, I thought we were giving like a Sunday sermon. No. I think everybody's like a little full of bullshit and all these like aphorisms and motivational things. And you're just like, yeah, but you're you're just hungover. I think everybody's full of shit. I mean, it's hard not to, when I'm on social media, it's like, I don't want to be false fake, but I also don't want to be like false grumpy. I right, try right. to stay away from that as well because I feel like when I'm posting, it's usually just something like, here's my cat. And I don't want everything to be self-deprecating, but that's right. just what I trend towards. So I try to think about it and like not because that's not fun for people to look at. Also, if it's authentic, like if that's how you're feeling, great. Right. People then brand you as that. I think there are times where like I'm feeling really great and I want to say something positive. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like at the end of the day, like if that's actually how you felt and that is what you want to put out into the world and you work toward it. Put it out there. Yeah. So you're allowed to have, even though those people are allowed to have different emotions, but I do feel a lot of time it's like just so I can make money off Instagram. And I I really don't like that. I can yeah. sense in, inauthenticity from a mile away. Yeah. What's your bottom of the crap? People knocking on my door. It's unacceptable. My neighbor knocks on my door. But aren't Always they- asking for a favor. He asked me the other night if I would drive him to his friend's 
wife's house because he thought that she was cheating and he wanted to just sit outside her house for an hour and watch. And he's like, I'll pay you. And I was like, no. And he goes, she knows all my trucks, so I can't drive my truck. And I was like, it's 9 p.m. at night. No. And he's like, next week, I'll come back and ask you later. And I was like, please don't. And now every day I'm in my apartment scared he's going to come back because he will knock on my door. Then he'll come up to my window, which is partially open. And he'll knock on my window and be like, hello, hello. And I'm like, and we're making eye contact and I'm sitting on the couch like, ah. God. That's a so real upsetting. bottom of the Jesus. So upsetting. Well, you really made up for the hot cocoa one. <laughs> with just being afraid in my own home. How, how are you going to go on a date with that hot dude if he can't knock on your door? If somebody is ex- if somebody is expected, expected to come over. Which no one ever is. But the problem with this guy also is that he'll just stand outside my door like making phone calls and he'll walk to his truck and then immediately walk back. He has his keys and his thing so loud. So sometimes he'll walk, he'll pause and I'm like, is he coming in here? Is he knocking? And then he doesn't. You don't deserve to live. We got to move you. I, I'll give you a raise to get no, you into I a slightly this, better apartment. Look, it's, I, I, it stresses me out hearing about that this. That I have this man. I also was trying to figure out, like, does he want me to drive him? Because then someone's going to break into my apartment. That would be stupid. Because you got to put right up a sign that me. just says "Do not knock." Do not knock. I'm be, so be, you got to look him in the eye and be like, "Stop bothering me." I've told Click. him so many times. He's just like, "Do you want to come over for a Corona?" And I'm like, "No, no, I don't want to fuck you, dude." I have said just no, like, because I used to be like, "I can't," you know. But now I'm just like, "No." Listen to me. I do this all the time with like older male comics. You got to put them on like old man ice. Be like, "Bye, thanks, sorry, can't." Like, don't even give him a chance to respond. Uh huh. No, bye. bye. It's fine. You owe this person nothing. Ugh, we're gonna move you. Yeah, That's the fine. <laughs> Shut it off. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.